Okay. Welcome back, everybody. What episode is this now? Episode eight. 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 My God. A whole eight episodes of us chatting shit. What's the what is the um, what's the significance of number eight? There's a lot, there's lots of significance. I can't. I don't. I can't think of one at the top of my head. It's a whole octave. I'll tell you what is significant. We've got chocolate. Yeah, let's have a little, let's have a little bit of celebratory chocolate yeah. for the eighth episode. That's we can eat it. eight bits of chocolate each. That's it. We, yeah. uh, right, so real quick off the bat, bit of housekeeping again. Um, so Street Taverna, like them on Instagram. If you're near Bristol, go check them out at Harborside Market. Get yourself some Savlaki Say, let's do let's it. Let's do it. When you order your food and get some free halloumi and fries. Uh, <clears throat> it's very good. You won't, you won't be disappointed. Uh, and also, again, we keep forgetting to do this at the fucking start of the podcast. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. If, yeah. you, if you watch this on YouTube, please subscribe on either Apple or Spotify as well. It really helps us out. Um, and, uh, you know, leave a comment. We will reply to all of them. Uh, leave a review on one of the podcasting things if you could. That would be much appreciated. Absolutely. Okay. Very appreciated. Very it's appreciated. really nice to get a comment from somebody that's watched our podcast. Yes. Because, granted, not many people watch it. Fair enough. But the people that do... When they engage and tell us what they like, it's awesome because we like, get a little bit of you know a bit of it's a, a bit of a buzz. There's a warm glow, yes, in my insides. Yep. I hope, I hope you feel the same. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so what's on what's on the what's on the itinerary today? All right. So again, we, we're gonna we're gonna freestyle this one a little bit. I love a freestyle. One thing I do want to mention, which is when we did our worst breakdown stories. Yeah. I forgot to tell possibly my worst one. Okay, so we can recap. So I just want to go over that real quick. Yeah. Um, got plenty of uh, plenty of material for Rantali again. Good Rantali. Last Rantally. week. Last week got a little bit spicy. Yeah, it did. Which I mean, it didn't get that spicy, but I mean, I, I genuinely thought I was like, oh, just this is a nice little one. I just need to, you know, I just need to mention this because it's been bugging me a little bit. It escalated. It escalated a bit. It, it got was, heated. It got heated. There was a lot of f bombs flying around. Yeah, it was intense. It was good though. It's heat good to get heater. <laughs> heat heater. Seat heater. It's good to get it off your chest. It is. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of Rant Alley is to talk about things that are frustrating you, so you exactly. can express yourself. Exactly. You know, it's 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 healthy. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna add something else to the Rantali list that I've just remembered. Okay, cool. So, um, <clears throat> so we've got got that planned for a bit of a freestyle as well. So there are a few things that I want to talk about, um, cool. such as well, you, you crack on as well. So making a quick note. This is very antisocial. I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm just gonna go over an overview. So there's things such as um, some electric vehicles. Okay? okay. I'm gonna just keep it vague at the moment. Right. Um, that are are being produced by car manufacturers that I respect a lot, simply from cars that they've produced historically. Right. And they are starting now to produce cars that this company would never usually touch on. Touch on right, okay. Historically. Yep. And the fact that they're doing it just seems like they're doing it just to keep up with the Joneses. And I mean that as in like everybody else is doing it. So they're okay. like, we better do it. And that loses Let's do it. a sense of identity in my eyes. Because it's like, why are you doing that? That's Dilutes what, the brand, I think, is the phrase. Thank you. You're I'm just, still a little bit nasal, by the way. I'm still fighting off this cold thing. So I want to go through that a little bit. And okay. just get your thoughts on it. Because it's something that I don't particularly well, agree with. Let's start with that then. What are we talking? Okay, perfect. So it's Lotus. Okay. Okay, we touched a little bit about this before, but historically, in my eyes anyway, I'm not like a massive Lotus fan, I've never owned a Lotus, but I do admire their cars. Yes. Specifically, <clears throat> like uh, Lotus Elise's, mm -hmm. K-Series Elise's, loved all of that. Beautiful. Awesome. S1 uh, Elise. Oh my God. What a machine. Yeah. Um, so, just think they're awesome. And I love a K-Series. Uh, yeah, screamy K-Series. I think they are the uh, the S one with the one point eight VVC in it. Yeah, awesome. What the, more? What? The, the second the, the face of the lease came with a K series for a little while as well. Yeah, um, I've driven one of those actually. Nice. I drove a uh, it was a one sixty VVC. Nice. Phase, phase two or Mark two, whatever you want to call it, at least. Yeah, it's quite nice actually. Quite yeah, nice actually. And the K series, like we've talked about this before, love that engine. 
Before we just get, can I just take yeah. a sidestep real quick? Of course, I'll eat this bit of chocolate. Nice. Were you with me, were you with me at Caffeine and Machine when we saw the Vauxhall VX220? I don't think you were. So last year I went to Caffeine and Machine with ah, I was with Jake, Matt, and Tom. Mm-hmm. And in the car park of Caffeine and Machine was a Vauxhall VX220, and I immediately was like, oh. Sweet, I've not seen one of those in years. That's such a cool car. Everybody I was with thought I was mental. No, they're cool cars, badass. They're so rad, and they're so rare now. Yeah, and the, and I just like because again, that shares a lot of the underpinnings with an Elise, but you have more a, power, a bigger engine. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a, a VXR or anything we were looking at, but it was yeah, just the standard Vauxhall VX220. I think they're about 170 odd horsepower, yeah. two point two, and they look cool. I think it's aged really well, but everybody else I was with, and again, this is all subjective, so I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong answer, but everyone else I was with was just like, it looks fucking awful. It looks like it's stuck in the 90s, which I don't even think it was made in the 90s, to be fair. But they were just like, they they looked at me like I was a psychopath. They were just, they could not wrap their head around the fact that I liked this car, and I was like... What's not to like about it? It's a sporty, fairly quick... Roadstery kind of yeah, two-seater uh, mid-engine. Uh, I guess eight hundred. I think it's a bit heavier than the Elise because that two point two. I would imagine. I don't think it's an alley block or anything. So it's probably I don't know. Let's say eight hundred and fifty kilos. It's not to like still, still under a ton. Yeah. So yeah Engines behind you. And again, I, having seen one recently, well, last year up mm. close, had a good look around it. Cool car. I think it's still a really good-looking car, and I think it's aged well. Yeah, I I've only ever seen maybe a handful of them in real life. And every time I see one, I go, ah, it's a VX220. Yeah, it's got, I feel like they've got real nice dimensions because the, the wheels are, are big for the size of the car, but yeah. not caricature big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like concept car big. Yeah. They're, just, they're just, I don't know, it's a nice silhouette, I find. Yeah, yeah, the whole dimensions of it are great. Pretty face. I like the way that they integrate the Vauxhall V badge. Yeah, the rear end looks badass with the exhausts. The headlights, look, yeah, the, the vertical exhaust. Vertical exhaust, exhaust yeah. The, the rear lights look good. They're not, the, you know, they're sort of lexus for the time, but not overly. I, I think it's a great looking car and I'd love to drive one. Yeah, I think they're cool. So yeah, I just wanted a bit of a sense check that I wasn't, I wasn't actually mental. No, you're not mental. They're cool cars. Okay, good. And cool. I'm, I wouldn't usually say that about a Vauxhall. No, neither did I. I don't really like Vauxhall no, in general. I'm not a Vauxhall fan, but there are a few that I like, yeah, and that's one of them. Um, but anyway, yeah. sorry, back to Lotus. So yeah, so Lotus. Um, uh, for, so I, I, like, I like Lotus as a brand, mm-hmm. as a company. I like Lotus. I like what they do. I like the cars that they produce. Up until most recently, mm-hmm. although they're still producing brilliant cars, um, and you know. They've always been something that I've always looked on on piston heads and see what's about, yeah, yeah. see what's for sale. <clears throat> Excuse me, yeah. I've met a few Lotus owners throughout the years at track days and stuff, and they all fucking love their releases, yeah. man. And I remember the days when I was heavily involved with like the Rover forums and stuff. This one dude came on the Rover forums once, and he was building a because um, the, there's a big modifying scene for the Elise, especially. Yeah, there was a guy who was building an Elise. He bought a cra- I think it was a crash damaged one. And he was building a. He's basically building an engine for it. Yeah. And it was a 1.4 K series. Right. And I think he was aiming for something like 400 horsepower out of it. Wow. Have a 1.4 K series turbo. Turbocharged. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he made it. He got very close anyway. Fair play. Lots of people. They put a lot of people put K20s in them. Yeah. Lots of engine swaps. There's a the bloke Elise. at Castle Coombe that had a supercharged K20. Or at least. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yellow one, and it was. Was it? Yeah, I think it was an Elise S1, and it was just absolute batshit crazy. I bet it was, yeah. And um, like full full track toy. Yeah, you know. And it was just mental. I really like the again the the Caterham obviously is the is the extreme end of that, but I really like that sort of lightweight mm. because it, that you don't need it to be overly stiff. Yeah. For it to, <coughs> excuse me, for it to handle well. Yeah. So you can have a bit of suspension travel. It can still be fairly compliant. And a little bit of suspension travel in something like that, that is light keeps you involved. Yeah, it's like lovely. You can feel all the corners gripping in. Mm. and yes. mm. It's a really involved like experience. Yeah. So for me, that's what Lotus is really about. You know, building these cars, driver's cars, not... I mean, they've built, they've built some more mental stuff more recently, but going back in time yeah. a little bit, you know, not mental, but 
fucking involved and I, great, great fun. I feel like the Evora was a really underrated car as well. Yeah. You, 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 I remember you, when, they were, when they were car. new, you saw, you did see a few of them on the road. They sold a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But an underrated car, I find. Yeah. So Never driven one. Nah. Lovely though. So, yeah. Recently, I stumbled across, didn't even, I haven't been following Lotus as a brand and I don't really know what they've been producing other than some nice cars. Um, <laughs> but this one thing popped up and you have to remind me what the name of it is. Is this the SUV? Yes. I can't remember. Electra? Electra. I, I, to be honest, Lotus's now, naming, <clears throat> naming scheme is, I've completely lost track of it. I think it's the Electra. Yeah, I've lost track of it as well. Um, however, it's an SUV. Yeah. Like, first and foremost, it's, a, it's an SUV, right? It so, is the Electra. Yeah. So that blew my mind, first and foremost, in a very bad way. Yeah. Why, why Lotus? Why are Lotus deciding to build an SUV and produce it for the masses? Why are they doing that? So, I will try and play devil's advocate. Okay. Before we Carry get on, into sorry. that, let me just continue to express because yeah. I need to get this off my chest. I feel like we're about when, to turn around. I rant, feel like we might be bordering on <laughs> it, but I'm going to stay away from it. I'm yeah, going to yeah. try and stay, you know, borderline objective. Oh, I'm slipping into a lot of subjectivity, which <clears> is okay. fine. However, Lotus as a brand is not a brand that you would associate with an SUV. An SUV is a utility vehicle that carries families around to do all sorts of random stuff, not necessarily to go fast or to be a driver's experience or to take on a track day or anything mm-hmm. like that. Okay, so it kind of doesn't fit in. It doesn't fit. Now, I do get why they're doing it in a in terms of a strategy in the marketplace where you see SUVs being produced by every bloody car maker in the mm-hmm. world like and people like Aston Martin, Ferrari, Lamborghini, cars. Ferrari according to Ferrari they don't make an SUV. Yes bollocks they do. We all know they do. <laughs> um but you see all those people doing it and I think Lotus again are trying to be like we need to keep up with the big boys, you know, so we're going to produce our own and we're going to make it really fast we're going to give it all the mod cons in the world and we're going to make it a really really good car but there was a day probably not that long ago where lotus probably didn't really give a shit what anyone else was doing mm-hmm. and they were doing what they wanted to do and building things that they thought <coughs> excuse me yeah were what they wanted you know we want a light nimble they had a, they had a very specific uh, philosophy and, and all of their cars Fit into that mold. Fit into that philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is just completely, you know, it's completely tangential to what they've done in the past. The thing, so, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm going to eat this chocolate. Yeah, nice. Let me try and, um, let me try and play devil's advocate a little bit. And and I'm struggling with this a little bit as well. So, the, the, the easiest way to explain it away is that they need to sell SUVs to support the rest of the business. Porsche is the perfect example for this. So the, the Cayenne, when that was first released, we were quite young when that came out, but I remember seeing it on Top Gear. I think it might have even come out before before new Top Gear, when it was still Vicky Bell Henderson and, and that lot. And <clears throat> when that first came out, I remember everyone went fucking apeshit. Porsche are making a 4x4. What are they doing? Porsche makes sports cars. What are they making a 4x4? Now, obviously, by that point, we'd had the BMW X5, which, again, BMW were, were a driver's, yeah. you know, the ultimate yeah. driving machine. So when they came out with the X5, yeah. which I'm pretty sure came... Did that come out before the Cayenne? I think they were all about the same time. But the difference with BMW, to interrupt quickly, is that they weren't solely just making driver's cars. Yeah, that's why I think Porsche is the better example. Yeah, so BMW were making, like, 5 Series, 7 Series, all yeah. that sort of stuff, estates, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but... so. But with Porsche, it was only sports cars. Yeah. Um, and again, Ferrari and Lamborghini. Ferrari and Lamborghini aren't the perfect aren't the perfect comparison because, as well as being sports cars, supercars, they're also aspirational brands. Mm. I don't think that Lotus fits into the aspirational brand kind of mold. No. I mean, they, they are to a certain extent, but there's a small market for that. Yeah, certainly, with Lotus. certainly not Ferrari, certainly not Lamborghini level. Yeah. Um, so I guess Porsche is probably the, the best. 
yeah, the best comparison I can make. Um, but again, Lotus isn't a Porsche. But you know what I mean? They, they, they're like a Porsche. Porsche is a superpower in my eyes when it comes to the car world. But it wasn't in the nineties. Yeah, it was a failing business. But but now it is. Yeah, but pa- Lotus, partly because of the Cayenne. Yeah, I know, but Lotus. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, but as a, as a business model, I get it. That's that's me playing devil's advocate. But but the thing that I'm struggling with on that front is lots of people bought the Cayenne. Lots yeah. of people wanted a Porsche. They wanted a Porsche badge. They wanted a family Porsche. Yeah. And obviously, this was way before the Panamera or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Who the fuck is going to buy a Lotus 4x4? This is what I don't quite understand. Who's going to buy a Lotus SUV? Why would you buy this Lotus SUV over, over a Porsche? A Panamera or a Macan or an X5 or a... Because, like... Fucking, yeah. I don't know how much it's going to cost, but I'm assuming it's not going to be cheap. It'd probably be north of 100 grand, I would have thought. It's a big old beast. Let's have a look. This um, is going to be real-time research whilst we're podcasting. You carry on talking so there's no dead space. Yeah, of course. So, but the thing is, like you said, who's going to buy that other than die-hard Lotus fans that don't want to buy... that are, that are being kind of forced into buying an SUV by... I don't think even they're going to buy it because... I don't know, but they, 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 their wife or... I'm just really generalizing here but say they've just had children the children are growing up they need a bigger car and you've got an elise in the garage yeah you take out every now and then to go to shows or to go to a track day or just to drive around yeah and you and you you love it and it's your pride and joy and uh sheila says to you one day um oh love we we need a bigger car because, you know, the old E46 estate isn't quite cutting it. The boys are getting older and we're, we're going on more holidays abroad in the car and things. We need yeah, a bit more yeah, space yeah. and all of this sort of stuff. The husband's going to go, oh, I'd love one of the new Lotus SUVs. In the back of his mind, he's going, I wouldn't actually love one. But if we've got to get an SUV, I want to get a Lotus because I love Lotus. Yeah. And then she's going to go show me and she's going to go, no, we're not getting that because she's never heard of Lotus apart from his Elise. But the thing is as well, like, so I've just had a look. The, the, it's going to start from 89 and a half grand. That's for the entry level 600 doors per version. Okay, so that's, but, that's a lot of money. There's a lot of money. So, and I, don't, I, can, I can't quite gauge the size here. Um, I haven't seen this before today. I've not been keeping up with this. Uh, apparently, one of the competitors for the entry level one is the Mac E GT, which the Mac E GT is going to get a hell of a lot more people buying it's a lot, them. It's a lot cheaper. I mean, I, I understand the business case that car companies have to make cars that will sell, and a lot more people want an electric SUV than want an Elise or. Uh, Whatever the current one, is. I can't remember what it's called. Vora. Vaya. No, Vaya. that's the that's the crazy two thousand horsepower one. Um, I can't remember. Oh, I was looking at it. Literally just looking at it. I can't remember. Yeah, more people are going to want an electric SUV than are going to want a real specialist niche little sports car. I get that, but it's quite a saturated market now. Yeah, and you're right. I just don't. <clears throat> it's it's not even a. Oh, it's, isn't it a shame that this lightweight British sports car manufacturer is making an SUV that is a bit of a shame I feel like yeah the same way that it's a shame that there's you know a, a Ferrari SUV I know the pure Aston Martin SUV yeah exactly and that's the closest kind of example yeah um, I just I, I just don't get who's going to buy it I just don't understand who is going to buy it you'll see it you'll see it there's around so many occasionally and you'll go oh my god that's rare why would you buy that over an Audi e-tron and it and why would you buy it over the new fucking electric BMW thing? You wouldn't, would you? I mean, why would you buy the entry-level version over a Mac E-GT? Yeah, absolutely. You save money on the Mac E-GT. Yeah. Hugely. Or, or And it's Ford. You know that they've got There's good, so many others. There's, there, it baffles me a little bit. And that's... It's a, it's a, it's a really tricky one. I don't, I don't understand it, to be honest. I, I, think, I think, to summarise, from a business perspective, it does kind of make sense for them to go through into that market does it well it does if they, they it does if they, it sells they, but who the fuck's going to buy it they obviously think it does so they've done a lot of market research and they think this yeah, is there's a lot be a of people idea. that are a lot more clever than we are yeah. making these decisions so, so i would assume that they've done their business case but i, I just don't get it I, just, I don't get it either and i think it dilutes the brand it takes a bit of lotus out of lotus it becomes more of a money-making machine, yeah. And they're they're straying away from their, you know, their their roots a little bit by doing this. And it, it 
it doesn't hurt me because I'm not like a huge Lotus fanboy, but it disappoints me. And the thing is as well is that this kind of touches on something that I've been, been kind of wanting to talk on, uh, touch on a little bit for a few episodes now is that I'm so bored of fucking SUVs. SUVs. God, I'm get them so off the road. Bored of them. And they are boring. Okay, all right, I've, I've just cracked it. I think this is what's happened. Okay, Lotus need to sell a a mass-produced car. They need to sell a, a popular car that they can just churn out. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> get get their biggest seller out there. You yeah, know, they're, widespread. They're, they're you know they're really into electric stuff. They're, they've got the Avaya that's coming out, the crazy two thousand odd horsepower one. Yeah. Um, they're talking about smaller, more ele- you know, smaller electrified cars. I get that. Mm-hmm. So they need to make a mass-produced, popular, big-selling electric car. Yeah, to fund everything else. And to do that, you need to be able to have four adults in it comfortably. Mm-hmm. That's kind of stuff. You can't make a lightweight electric car. No. Or, like I say, a lightweight electric car is still going to be quite a heavy car. And an SUV as well. But this is what I mean. Because nobody fucking buys saloons and estates anymore, mm-hmm. I think if if Lotus were to have done this twenty years ago, they would have just made a Lotus sports. They would have been an M five competitor, mm-hmm. and that probably would have been fantastic. Well, it would have been a slightly more modern Lotus Carlton. Yeah, I was just thinking they would that. have made their own lo- version of the Lotus Carlton or something similar in house. Yeah, but because nobody buys saloons anymore, because we're all a society full of fucking idiots. <laughs> They're like, right, well, it has to be heavy. It has to have a big battery pack. We might as well make it an SUV. It, the only thing that's selling at the moment are SUVs. Yeah. And that's a real big shame. Yeah, it is. And... Because yeah. this... How different would this conversation... Would, would How different would this conversation that we're having be if Lotus had announced a... Doesn't it... I don't even care about the fact that it's got 900 horsepower. The top spec one's got 900 horsepower. Mm-hmm. How different would this conversation be if Lotus had announced that they were making a fast, powerful, fully electric saloon? Something to take on the Audi e-tron GT or the Tesla Model S or something like that. If, would- they, if they were making something like a Carlton, for instance, yeah. that was modernized and electric, yeah. hey, I'll be all over that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, oh, sweet. What? You're saying that Lotus is going to sell me, for £100,000, I'm going to be able to buy something that's going to be as fast as a Tesla or similar speed to a Tesla... And it's going to look like a fucking saloon or whatever. And it's yeah. going to look like, and it's going to look cool. And it's going to be rad. And it's going to be. And Lotus. it's going to, and it's going to have throwbacks to a Lotus Carlton. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be amazing. Because they're sticking to their design brief that they've had for ages. Just, Whereas now they're just, it's like, it's like they've just gone. Forget where we, we'll, 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 we'll still make fast cars, fast sports cars. Yeah, with their all electric stuff and that. But. Yeah, they need to build a. Yeah, a, I know. What a, they, they need to have a mass-produced passenger vehicle. Yeah, and the only thing that's even worth looking at the moment is a fucking SUV. Yeah, there's no point looking at anything else. We don't deserve good stuff as a society. I think that's what I think we've cracked it, mate. Yeah, we, we, we understand now. Thank you. Thank so you. I, I guess, in a slightly counterintuitive way, we kind of have to hope that people buy this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, so Lotus can make other cool stuff. Uh, I still don't quite get who's going to buy a Lotus SUV. Anyway, we'll see. The market will... Let's put that one to bed. Yeah, let's see what happens. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about your breakdown story, Ben. Oh, yeah. So I missed the... <laughs> yeah. So I completely forgot to mention this on the Breakdown Story podcast, but I do think it's worth telling because it, it was a traumatic story. So I'll try and get through this quickly because that Lotus thing went off for longer than, uh, yeah, than yeah. we thought it would. Um, so, right. I, I was in my job for not that long. Uh, I recently started my job. So I was, you know, selling vehicles and a, a long story short, a guy in Norwich, we had a, a quite a sort of specialist, nice niche bit of stock in. And a guy in Norwich rang up and said, yeah, yeah, I really, really like it. You know, send him some photos, give him the lowdown. And he was like, yeah, cool. I want to go for it. Um, he's like, but he works on an offshore oil rig. Oil rig. And he was like, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaving for like three months in four days. He's like, so he's like, I can't come to Swindon because it's 200 odd miles away, you know, a five hour drive, four or five hour drive. He's like, but if you can get it to me, I'll do it. And I don't think there was even any haggling on the price. I was like, cool. So he had a park exchange. He was park exchanging in Nissan Navara. Right. And uh, so, you know, again, he took some photos, sent me the photos, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, right, okay, yeah, this is what we'll offer for it. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. So all the paperwork was done, all good. He paid the money in bank transfer, <clears throat> the, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
we couldn't book a driver in time to deliver this vehicle to him. So I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, the deal was worth quite a bit of money for me. Again, I'd been in the job not that long. So I was like, I'm going to be earning some good bunts from this. I'll, I'll, Keen um, to get it done. I'll get it done. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. I'll drive to Norwich. I used to drive to Norwich for work quite often. Yeah. It's no big deal for me. So on a Friday, oh God, <laughs> it was a Friday. Came into work a little bit early, left work at, you know, by the time I got the thing fueled up and, you know, all this kind of, got it out of the valet bay and all this kind of shit, I'd probably left Swindon at 9am. And I figured, right, it's going to be a four and a half hour drive. I'll get to his for lunchtime, piss around doing the paperwork at his for maybe half an hour or so. I'll be home by six o'clock-ish. That's fine. So anyway, hit the motorway, hit the hit the road, get a little McDonald's breakfast and I'm Going down the motorway, all's good. Get to his house for like, I don't know, yeah, probably one o'clock, 12.30, one o'clock. So on track. Yeah, everything's going fine. It was a really hot day as well because it would have been, it was May. Yeah. Uh, May or June. No, it was June, sorry. Hot day. Get to his house, knock on the door. Yeah, all good, blah, 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 blah. Do the paperwork. Um I have to test. I have to do a little test drive on his part exchange before you know we accept everything. So my whiz is, is Navarre up and down the road. It all seems fine, all good. He's happy with with his new vehicle. Navarre all looks good. So I'm like, cool. I ended up spending more than I'd planned at his. I was probably at his house for about an hour, um, but okay, not a problem. I'll just hit the road. Mm-hmm. So come out of his driveway and going up over Norfolk is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's just. Everything it's really flat. There's no yeah. motorways. It's just everything seems to take way longer than it would anywhere else. It really does. So I'm going. Um, I'm leaving his house. I'm going down. I get to the local petrol station. I have to put some diesel in this Navara. Within about five minutes of leaving his house, I realise the aircon doesn't work. On a really hot day, must have been really hot day. Like cheap vinyl seats in a Navara. So that's annoying, but you know, not the end of the world. Put your window down. Window down, exactly. Embrace it. Um, so I'm going going down the road, go to the petrol station, buy some food, buy a drink, um, and then eventually get to the M25 at probably 4.30. M25 is gridlock. Absolute fucking gridlock. So yeah. I'm like, great. Okay, cool, fine. Not the end of the world. I've been in traffic jams before. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually make it around the M25 to the M4. The M4 is complete carnage. By this point, I'm sweating my tits off. Yeah. I'm starting to get pretty fed up. It's probably about... By the time I get to the M4, it's, I don't know, five o'clock. Right, okay. So you, you, you're behind schedule. I'm behind, I'm behind schedule. So I ring work. I'm just like, look, I don't, I'm not going to get there before, before we close. Um, so I'll, you know... There's normally someone at work until about seven o'clock, or there was at the time at least. So I'm like, hopefully I'll be back by seven. Yeah. And, and it's all good. M4 is completely gridlock. Okay, so, and then... We're stuck in a traffic jam, then it opens up a little bit. Then we're stuck in a traffic jam, then it opens up a bit. And I get to sort of uh, outside, we're, we're approaching memory services. And the heavy traffic just becomes a car park. No. And by this point, it's getting towards six o'clock. So I'm like, fuck's sake, okay. So I'm outside memory services, and it's so bad that it gets to the point where. People are just out of their cars, stood in the motorway. No way. You know, chatting to each other. There's a couple of, there's some kids kicking a ball around on the hard shoulder. Like, we're there for fucking ages and the traffic is not moving. That sucks. So I'm like, cool, whatever. So I turn the engine on this Navarra off. Yeah. And I'm sat there just chilling, listening to the radio. Not a problem. Speak to a couple of people around me. It's all good. And then after about, I don't know. Half an hour, not like crazy length of time. After about half an hour of us just being stood still, we can see the traffic start to move up ahead. So I'm like, cool. Go to start the Navara. It won't start, right? <laughs> and I'm in the I'm in the middle lane of the motorway, and I was and basically where I've been running the radio. Oh no! I've run the battery down. But that mind, shouldn't be a problem. That's what I mean. I, I, it sounds stupid in hindsight, but I'd been driving it. It had been mm. running for five hours by this point. There's plenty of time to charge that battery up. And to run a radio for half an hour. I shouldn't drain it. It shouldn't drain it. So clearly this thing had, electric, had a, you know, a knackered old battery. So not only does the aircon not work, it had a fucked battery. And so at this point, I'm immediately panicking. Because 
People are speeding up around cars you. Cars start to move, and I'm in the middle lane. Yeah, you're creating a problem. So, so by this point, everyone behind me is beeping me, and I'm just like, well, I can't, can't move, do man. anything. I'm not a fucking idiot. People start, under, obviously, undertaking me, overtaking me. Yeah. And it eventually gets to the point where the traffic is moving to the point where everyone's doing kind of... 20, 30 mile an hour. Yeah, I'd say probably more like 40, 50 mile an hour. Oh, really? And, and you're that, just stationary. It's going to be an accident. And that is fucking scary. Yeah. I was shitting myself. So I rang 999. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, I, I, I can't fuck about here. There's no point ringing breakdown. I need to ring the police. Yeah, yeah. So I ring nine nine nine. I'm just like, look, I'm really, really sorry. I don't know what else to do. I am. I've broken down in the middle lane of the motorway. Yeah. They don't understand what the hell I'm saying. They're just like, wait, what? what how? How did that? They, they think I'm a psychopath. They're just like, how did this happen? I'm just like, it's like why didn't you pull over to the hard shoulder? Yeah, when you yeah, had exactly. a problem. It's like I, I was parked in the middle lane. They're like, what do you mean you're parked in the middle lane? Yeah, yeah. They, they were like, they were like, was there an accident? I'm like, no, there's no accident. Like, but there will be. <laughs> So I'm sat there like a like a rock in a fast flowing yeah, river. Fuck with that. Cars going past. Every now and again, someone doesn't anticipate what they're doing. And they're like, comes right up behind me. Fuck that. And then they have to try and dive into one of the other lanes. So I'm yeah. shitting myself. And then luckily, eventually, it the traffic sort of starts slowing up again, and it kind of swallows me up yeah, yeah, into you know, the like, traffic jam again. Fucking lord. And then um, yeah, and then thankfully after that, uh, some dude who had seen that I'd been stood still when he was sort of coming towards me and the traffic was stopping. He was like, dude, do you need a hand? And I was like, yeah, I fucking need a hand. So me and this other guy eventually pushed this Navara onto the hard shoulder. Fuck that. Um, which was horrible because it's a big old truck. And it's hot. And it was a hot... It's slightly cooler because by this point it's like getting towards seven o'clock in the evening. Still, in June time, that can be um, still hot. Yeah, and then... So that was the, like, that was the worst part of it. The really annoying part of it was... Um, the, the police had been like, okay, we'll, we'll send some traffic officers down. They'll, they'll, they'll help you out. Yeah. They got there. They got to be pretty quick, probably mm-hmm. within 20 minutes, I'd say 15, 20 minutes. Not bad. But by that point, me and this other dude had already kind of got you to safety, got me off on, onto the hard shoulder. Yeah. And the, these fucking traffic officers got here. And I've usually like, I'm not one of these people who automatically hates on like the police or, you know, local authorities or emergency services like generally I've got a lot of respect for those people but these guys were fucking idiots either that or or the working conditions I, I just didn't understand the point of what they were doing yeah so they, they came up to me they parked behind me and they were like oh sorry explain what happened they were like right okay so someone's helped you push it off and and they go to me um, oh you're the back of the truck still kind of it was slightly over the white line so like, we're gonna have to push you onto the hard shoulder more and I was like Oh, that's cool. Well, mate, I just need a jump start. And it meant it, the, immediately their tone turned from being sympathetic to being like closed off, and they were just like, "Oh, we're not like we're not authorized to permit. Uh, to, we're not authorized to perform mechanical repairs." It's not a mechanical repair. I just need you to help me boost. My yeah, and I was battery. like, I was like, I was like, no, no, I, I don't need, I don't need to work on it. I just need a jump start. Yeah. And they were like, no, no, we, we can't, we can't do, we can't do mechanical repairs. And I'm like, I'm like, but I don't. I'm like, I just, it's just a dead battery. And I'm pretty sure they carry around battery packs. This is what I mean. In the back of the fucking Outlander or whatever they were driving. It's kitted it out. Was, there was hundreds, there was combs, there was barriers, there was first aid kits. I'm like, yeah. you're telling me you don't have jump leads? Yeah. Like, come on. Or a jump pack or yeah. something. I'm guaranteed they'll carry a jump pack. And they were like, oh no, we can't do that. We can't do that. And I was like, I'm like guys. You, you can. I'm like, you're, you're going to be, you're, Stuck you're, here ris- with you're me. risking your and my safety to push this thing off the road. Just put a jump pack on it and I'll be on my way. Yeah, literally. And they're like, we can't do it, we can't do it. And then it got, started getting a little bit heated. So I was like, ah, I've got a solution. They'll like it. Because you could tell, they. to be fair, they were a little bit frustrated. They were just like, we can't help. Yeah. So I was like, perfect solution. Everybody's happy. I was like, I'll tell you what, guys. You're going to help me push this off the hard shoulder. I'm, I'm going like, to bump it. I'm like, yeah. I was like, just push me slightly faster than you would normally. Yeah. Just get me to slightly above walking pace. And I'll bump because it was a manual Navara. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll bump start it. I'll just dump the clutch and I'll be on my way. Yeah. And, they, and they immediately we're just like, no, 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 no. Do oh. not do that, sir. Don't do that, sir. And I was like, <sighs> I was like, guys, do you not understand? I was like, it's just going I'm, back to basics. Here. I'm on the hard shoulder. Literally, between the three of us, we have the power to get me on my way off the motorway, which is the safest solution, For the everybody. quickest, yeah. and the safest at that point. They just, they would not do it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even entertain the idea. That is solely down to policy. They, can't, they can't breach policy. That's outside. We're not protected ridiculous. for that. If we trip over or something bad goes happens, we'll lose our job. It's mental. World's gone mental. World's gone mental. So in the end, I had to call breakdown cover. Luckily, yeah. I was within walking distance of memory services. Oh, really? Let me tell you, 
if you try and get a breakdown recovery on a Friday night, yeah, you're waiting you're a fucked. long time. So I was in memory services for about three hours. Jesus Christ. And then eventually the truck turned up. And you know what? Guess what? The truck had a jump pack. And he just bumped it. Jumped he, it. He just jumped it. And to be fair, the nice guy from the AA, I think it was, um, I explained the situation. And by that point, I'd run pretty low on diesel. Yeah. <coughs> that's, I tell you what, that's one of the reasons why I turned the engine off on the motor, actually, is because it was running quite low on diesel. So he followed me to the nearest petrol station just to make sure that when I put some diesel in it... it didn't need jumping it, again. Didn't need jumping, which it didn't. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so I had to drive that bloody thing home and then take it to work the next day. But it's just like, for God, it was, the whole thing was a complete shit show. Yeah, dude. That's turned into like a 10-hour day. So that's one of the reasons why I don't like Nissan Navarra's very much. Mm. Actually, to be fair, Navarra's are all right. Are they the trucks that are snapping off? Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only yeah. thing I know about them. Yeah. <laughs> <And> it, <coughs> it, was that, it was that age truck as well. That was it, yeah. yeah. Well, at least it didn't snap in half then. That's very true. Worst things could have happened. Well, the ones that snapped in half all got record, apparently. But I, that I, is I, annoying that those um, traffic officers wouldn't just do that. Surely their priority is to get people moving and off their hard shoulder as quickly as yeah. possible. Because them, of all people, would know that that is a high-risk situation. Yeah. For you to be part of okay, the I was, I was within walking distance of memory services. If I hadn't been within walking distance of memory services... What the fuck would you have done? What would I have done? Because well, you'd you have had to stand over the barrier for fucking three hours. For three hours. Have... And it was one of those... Because it was, it was still, like I say, it was, it was probably early June, I think. Mm. It was one of those days where there was no clouds. So it went from really hot during the day to actually Cold. quite chilly at night. Yeah. Um, and I would, have, I would have really struggled to... Sit at the side of the road for three hours. Yeah, I really pissed me off that whole situation. Yeah, it does sound really annoying actually. Anyway, so what's next? <laughs> uh, what's next? Well, let's. Uh, Have we got Rantali this week? We've definitely got a Rantali this week. But um, let's. Uh, what's, what's our time check? Time check. We need to get a clock, don't we? We do need to get a clock. Oh, we're on thirty-seven. Oh, we got plenty of time then. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let's turn to something a bit more positive because I feel uh, like both things we've we've kind of got a little bit negative. Yeah, yeah. We're bordering on rant alley. Yeah. So both be- times before we go, before we finish things off on rant alley, I have been I, I I have been a car has been catching my eye recently. Oh, I like it when your demeanour goes like this. Yeah, it becomes quite exciting. Very nice. Oh. Um, I think the P thirty eight Range Rover is cool. Yeah, me too. I think they're doing an E36. Yeah, they are, dude. Because do you remember for probably 10 years, more than 10 years, nobody gave two shits about E36. Yeah. No one liked them. No one, like, they were ugly, they were slow, they were, like, didn't handle well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one was really interested in them, were they? They weren't as, they weren't, as interesting or as lightweight or drove as well or whatever as an E30. Yeah. They're basically just a shit version. And the E46 46. just smashed it out of the water. Exactly. Whereas, like, you know, probably, what, five, six years ago, the E36 suddenly became the coolest thing on the planet. Yeah, 100%. And, and they are. I love the E36. Yeah, yeah, badass, yeah. And I think the P38's going the same way. Mm. I, I've been, I, every time I see one now, I'm Dude, just... they I'm are like, nice. I'm like, oh, I, I never used to think they were yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. but they, they, their proportions are good. That they they look cool. They're that perfect sort of. Yeah. Again, I think a lot of my tastes are based around like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. And that they, that is true. And that's why I love the E forty six. Why I love the E thirty nine. You know, there's, yeah. there's plenty of cars of that era that I really really like. Absolutely. But yeah, the, I'm not saying they're as nice as a Range Rover Classic. <laughs> no, but. But they're pretty close. They're pretty fucking cool. Yeah, dude. They, I'm, I'm, they really are. I'm wondering when we're going to start seeing like resto modded ones. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Because, you know, obviously oh. in period you had things like the Overfinch conversions and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, can you just imagine a, a P30? Because they're still really cheap as well. I mean, just whilst we're recording, just again in real time, I'll have a quick look to see what, what sort of price range they're at. They I, do look so cool. They do, don't they? Yeah. Like, like a good one looks really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, the proportions of them are, are are amazing. Yeah, that the the horizontal rear lights because every other Range Rover, it's the only Range Rover with horizontal rear lights. Oh, right. Um, and they're, they're really the, the proportions are good. Yeah, they, they, they've just started to become like like retro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. as opposed to you seeing them sitting on people's driveways not being used and sagging suspension and stuff. You know, that, that would happen it, a lot. They do, have, they do have a lot of air suspension problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And then you occasionally see one, a V8 burble pass, and it's yeah. and it it isn't sagging down, it all looks quite neat and tidy, and you just think, Fuck, do you know that looks God, that looks fucking bad. They're so cheap. How much? It's so cheap. <laughs> um, there's one here. Looks pretty nice, an autobiography for two grand. Let's have a look. Look at that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about. I don't like the colour. No, I'm not sure on the colour, but yeah. Look at that. Back I mean, again, end. It's, we're not talking concourse, but that's what I mean. They're in that phase where they, you're not going to have any concourse yeah. for sale, and that's quite nice because yeah. that keeps the price down. But also, you, I don't want to buy a concourse. Oh, one. look at this turquoise one. That's a bit of me. That is. That's two grand as well. Now look at that. Cool, isn't it? I like like, a, like going back to what I said about the proportions. That one looks very low. I would look, imagine it's probably got some suspension problems. Yeah, I mean they all kind of look like <laughs> yeah. that now. But if you look at the back end, the way it straight lines from the back to the front bonnet all the way down, yeah. that is a freaking piece of design masterclass, and it's the easiest thing they could ever have done. Yeah, interior as well. So the, the top half I mean, it's got a smash and the bottom like half one, but... are perfectly half and half. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it just looks so badass. Guess, this, this is before. This is when you still had decent sized greenhouses in cars. Yeah. We sound like old bastards. I know, but that does look. Like, that looks badass. That looks lovely, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like you could get a a decent driver one for a couple of grand. I want one. <laughs> I kind of want one as well. Mm. I mean, uh, to be fair, there are some nice ones here for sort of five, six, seven grand. Yeah. But yeah, they, so... they're, they're coming back into into vogue in my oh, eyes. Was that a pun? Was that a deliberate pun? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, there's a diesel one here for 500 quid. We should uh, keep our eyes out for one and uh, do a road trip in one. 110,000 miles, runs and drives well, used as a daily runaround on town and country roads, air suspension working fully. <laughs> yeah, caveat. <laughs> I wonder how slow that is. What engine has it got in it? The 2.5 diesel. That was the BMW, I think it's the BMW straight six. 150 horsepower? It's the same engine that's in the 525 TDS, I think. I'm not sure. I can't imagine being fast. No, but who cares? Who cares? It's a Range Rover. Oh, you get a split tailgate as well. Yeah, dude. Imagine having lunch on that. They're rad. Plus also... The one out of layer cake is, is cool. fucking rad. Yeah, they're cool. I imagine like uh, if you, um, we spoke about this a little bit earlier off camera, but like if you wanted like a security detail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To like, you're, you just picture this. You're a, you're a high end uh, like podcast host. Podcast host. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you've got... And you've said some very inflammatory things about, about a car an, manufacturer. Yeah, Lotus. Uh, or uh, Nissan Qashqai. No, <laughs> you've got a rival podcast yeah. that you've you've slagged off by yeah. accident. Not intentionally. We would but, never do that. But, but I know. But they've taken offence to what we say and yeah. they, they want our heads. Yeah. Right? So somehow we've got some podcast turf wars going on. Yeah, like, like Andrew Tate, for instance, yeah. wants yeah. us dead. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I was going to say, we want a security detail yeah. that's going to follow us around, look after us, get us off our plane but to our hotel. But it has to be on brand. Yes, absolutely. They, Range they're going to say, what cars do you want us to drive around in? P38 Range Rover. They're cheap. They're t- <laughs> we can get quite a few of them and you can put as many boys in it as you want and you'll look cool. Yeah. And we think you'll look cool yeah. and that, that works for us. Yeah. You know? Like, fuck, we don't want anything fancy. We don't want no X5. Gross. Although, to be fair, I feel like the first shape X5 is is kind of going to go a similar way. I've always had a bit of a thing for those. I don't think it's gone there yet. Not yet, but it will do. On that note, actually, when is the 996 going to be cool? I guarantee it will happen. I guarantee it will happen. People hate them now, but I reckon... I don't think it's that long, long away. I don't think that's far away. Do people hate them? Uh, people don't hate they're not as, they're nowhere near them, as nice as the 997. They are definitely the... This is how it happens. You're, you've just described the E36. I have, yeah, literally. Because guess what? The 996 is nowhere near as <laughs> retro or as interesting <laughs> as the 993. And it's just not as good as a 996. Yeah. You've just described the E36. It it's exactly the same. Yet. I don't know if I can get over that front end on the 996 though, man. The headlights, I just don't know if I can get over that. But I might. In 2023, you can't. Maybe in 2025. 2025 you can, you those headlights might be the hottest thing on the street. Exactly. 
you remember the days when they made edge lights looking like fried eggs? Right, we, oh. we are not going to get caught out on this anymore. We need to, we buy, need to a, buy a 996 we now. We need to buy a 996 now. <laughs> we need to have a couple of P38s flanking it in the garage. Yeah. And fuck it, let's just stick a couple of E46s in there for good. No, E90s. <clears throat> yeah. Because they're getting really cheap. Yeah. Now. I, mean, they, I don't think they've quite troughed yet. We'll have to sit on them for a while. They're getting there. But the 996, I don't think we're going to have to sit on that for too long. Yeah. Get a shittronic one or whatever they're called. Ugh. I don't think that'll ever be good. <laughs> but you are right. But you are right. It's the 996 is the E36 of the Porsche world. You know. Exactly the same as the P38. Exactly. It isn't as cool as the original. It's, it's not a classic. Yeah. It's not as good as the ones that came after it. Yeah, I can't remember the, I can't remember the, what the uh, code is for the new one. But it sits in that bracket of, like, it's sat there just smug as fuck going, I know that in three years' time, it's my time now. People will you love, get me. People will love me. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll see me for what I really am. Yeah. <laughs> it's my time now. You get me? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So that is it. That, yeah, you're right. But like, like the Range Rover is exactly the same thing. I, I, like, I think that's happening now. I think it's happening right now. Right I, now. I've, I've started noticing more and more of them on the road over the last six months or so. Mm. And every time I see, even if I see a ropey one, mm. The only time I don't like them is when somebody sticks them on like oh, 20 inch wheels and off puts a four exhausts yeah. sticking a foot out the back of the yeah, bumper. You think, it. what are you doing? Stop it. The thing that. is, there's so many. That turquoise one, sorry to interrupt, it's perfect. Yeah. Very, and very even, period correct. I loved it. Absolutely. And even with the saggy suspension, I love that. Yeah. Because yeah, it's I, a vibe, isn't it? It's a vibe. I, the thing with the. Um, God, oh, they're good-looking cars. You've got so many. You you could get one looking really good as well. It wouldn't take many modifications to make it look real nice. I really like a black to. one. Yeah, black one. I'd like a I'd like a dark green one. I'd I love a green full one. Full country shooting yeah. spec with like tweed interior. Yeah, 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 Ooh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we were talking about last week. Bring back the uh, bring back the. Uh, picnic blankets. Yeah, put put them on the back seat. Yeah, picnic blankets. I just have on, on the seat. Tweed everywhere. Why the fuck not? Yeah, and do you know what? Fuck a V eight. Have a diesel. Doesn't matter. I get the yeah the, the six cylinder diesel. Yeah, hundred and fifty horsepower. I, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Wouldn't give a shit. It'd still sound quite nice. Those those six cylinders sound good. Yeah, if it's the BMW one, like you said, it might be a Vauxhall. I don't but, know. Well, even so, but I can't remember. The V eight would be a guzzler. Would and, <coughs> and I don't think it'd be any fast. I'm pretty sure it? the P38 still had the Rover V8 as well. Okay, but yeah, 190 odd horsepower. It's, it's, it's all right. Yeah, Guess sounds cool. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing with those things. And it? It, again, back then LPG conversions were really popular. I reckon oh. you'd probably find one with an LPG conversion. Bro, we're we're diving deep into this. Should I sell the XC90 and buy a uh, XC70 and buy a P38? Yes. Shall I buy one as well? Oh god, dude, we could we could do that. After Bear in mind, we spent the first half of this podcast. <laughs> Girl, we fucking hate SUVs. <laughs> You've come full circle. But I think we're allowed to. Yeah, Range Rover's... I think it's a completely different vibe, isn't it? We're not doing it because we need an SUV. We're doing it because it fucking is cool. It's not a Nissan Qashqai. No. It's a vibe, mate. Yeah. It's a vibe. They look so good. They do. That boxy shape and the proportion of it all. I think this is just... People of our age that are into cars will like this sort of thing. Yeah. That's what we've kind of grown up around. I want a garage full of 80s and 90s tat. God, it'd be good fun, wouldn't it? I want a P38 Range Rover parked next to an E39 530i. Oh, my God. Both both still fairly cheap. <sighs> That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so P38s are cool now. They definitely are. You've heard it here first on the Ben and John Newcast podcast. P thirty eights are cool, and we are we are the authority on what's cool and what's not. <laughs> yeah, we're the cool police. Um, <laughs> and nine nine sixes will be in three years. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So get get your money out. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's about it, really. Um, okay, right. Before we wrap up, let's take a turn. Let's take a turn. We're in the XC. We're in the XC seventy. Yeah. And we've just. It's a dark evening. Yeah. And the rain's pouring outside, yeah. and we want to go find somewhere nice to so just pull over and just have a little bit of a chat, have a bit of a rant. We are going to pop the indicator on and just waft down Rant Alley for a with bit. the heated seats on. Exactly. Or the seat heaters on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Google. Right. Uh, uh, right. You do the theme tune. 
I'll get ready. Okay. Rantali, Rantali. What are you going to say, Rantali, <laughs> Rantali? Okay, so I've got a few things to choose from on Rantali today. Um, I'm going to go with a couple of specific examples. So this is some real-world experience that happened to me the other day. Right. And it did my head in. And it's a good example of some behavior on the road that really does my head in. Okay. So before... I think we talked about people who wouldn't let you in and stuff like that. It's really annoying. Yeah. This is also really annoying. So, okay. I'm all ears. Bit of context. I'll try and get through this quite quickly. Okay. I was coming back from Bristol the other night. It was quite late during the week. By the time we got the M4 to come home, the M4 was shut. That's annoying. So I had to come back cross country through Luckington, Sherston, Malmesbury, all the way home. That's a long road. Yeah. It was it, that. So I was already a little bit annoyed, but I was, to be fair, I had the day off work the next day. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't need to get up early in the morning, so I was just like, fine. You cool. probably listened to a sniff and spliff path card. <laughs> 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 sniff and sniff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sniff and spliff. Then you said cod past. Sorry. So yeah, so I was listening to a podcast. I was just chilling out. It was all good. You know, I know those roads well. I haven't been down those roads for years. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually quite nice. A bit of a trip down memory lane. Nostalgia. Anyway, so as I was coming out of Malmesbury, excuse me, as I was coming out of Malmesbury, um, a car was behind me. It was a BMW. I can tell you it was a BMW because of the lights. So yeah. For a while, I was like. This might be a police car. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a problem because I wasn't doing anything illegal. But, but yeah, so, anyway, it. So, so I was coming out of Malmesbury. I was going towards Brinkworth. And so obviously a lot of you won't know what that is. It's it's a, it's a primarily a 50 mile an hour road. Some of it's 60, but most of it's 50. So as I was coming out of Malmesbury, I was going through a 30 zone, then a 40 zone. This fucking BMW was up my ass. Right. right? So I was immediately, I was, I was slightly annoyed. But I was like, okay, fine. But he's obviously in a hurry. Not a problem. Yeah. I'm very zen with stuff like this normally. Mm-hmm. I, I make a conscious effort to be zen about stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, I just think, just overtake me. Just overtake me. I'm getting to that. <laughs> so we come out of the 40 zone into the 50 zone. I'm doing 50. Yeah. He's still up my ass. I used to drive quick when I was a kid. Sometimes I still do. I'm not, I'm not one of these people who's going to like block you just because I don't want you to go past me. Mm. If you want to get past me, please do. Crack, Crack on. on. Like, Get get the job done. I'll yeah. even make for the first ten minutes. I was even making it fucking easier for him. Mm. As soon as I, because I know that road quite well. As soon as I knew that there was a decent overtaking spot, yeah. I was pulling out, or not pulling, pulling over, in a little bit. I was hugging the verge. Yeah, like go on, like, get past. You know, the, my body language was saying, "Take me on, hey, not take me on, just just go past me, fill your fucking boots." Yeah, yeah. If you're in a hurry, crack on. I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna make it hard for you. No, absolutely. This guy literally sat on my fucking bumper all the way. From Malmesbury to Wootton Bassett. That's miles. It's about... 10 miles? Probably 10 miles. The whole time. And it was not a busy night. There was hardly any fucking other traffic. There was probably a dozen decent, safe overtaking opportunities. The first bit of that road, when you come out of the 40... Yeah. ...is probably about a kilometre long of straight road. Is that the bit you're thinking of where you turn left to go towards uh, Lee? You can do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bit. But yeah. then you, you, the road just is yeah, straight. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's literally straight. It's a dead, straight, nice, wide... B road. Not too, like, not too cambered. Not busy. Just get the fucking job done. Yeah, literally. Like, stop being a little bitch and sitting on my fucking bumper. If yeah. you want to get past me, get fucking past me. Yeah. I'm not going to take time out of my day to slow down to... I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to slow down. No. But I'm doing the speed limit because that's what I want to be doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get my journey done. Just don't hug my bumper. Yeah. Just, just if you want to. Yeah. I'm Does getting, I'm get, fucking I'm getting wild up. Yeah. Stop being a fucking idiot. Either overtake me or fucking back off. Exactly. One of the two. Don't yeah. just tailgate me for miles on miles on fucking miles. Mm. Like, what are you doing? What? What was this guy doing? Or girl? What were they fucking doing? They were either completely oblivious to what they were doing. If they were oblivious to what they were doing... That's that's worrying. That's almost even worse because you, you like... I know, the, I know that only a four breaks a two-second rule, but for real, why why are you fucking tailgating me so close? <laughs> well, I mean, what, what's the point? What, what, like, 
you can't sit that close to someone. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, but So I'm just laughing. At <laughs> Only a fool breaks a two-second rule. Everyone knows that. You told that when you're 17. Sure. Yeah, I know, but it's just funny because I haven't heard that for like 15 years. What was the thing about ties and tarmac? Ties, no, what is it? Ties and tarmac, something else. I don't know. I can't remember. Click uh, clunk every trip. Click clunk every trip, obviously. Uh, yeah, but like, just, just... Look, to, to all of you listening, there's nothing wrong with overtaking someone. There's nothing, I don't think there's a really, if it's a quiet road and it's safe to do so, I don't think it's, there's any problem with temporarily breaking the speed limit to get past someone, especially if you're in a hurry. I think it's a lot safer, just get the fucking job done yep. and, and get on with your life. Yep. Don't sit on someone's fucking rear bumper for 10 miles. No. It's ridiculous. It's not safe. And it's fucking annoying. It's so annoying. Yeah. It, I, I was, it's almost like they're doing it they're either doing it because they're not where they're doing it which is worrying and also very fucking annoying or they're doing it to just be a dickhead or they're doing it because they just haven't got the bollocks to get the fucking job done yeah and they're trying to force you to pull over or to speed up or to speed up and again and and if you're if if, if you haven't sped up within a mile right ain't gonna happen it's not happening. But the thing is, it's and not... you're in a Volvo XC70. Yeah. I mean, what do they what 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 do they think they're going to achieve? And then maybe I mean, I think a lot of people. Maybe this is part of it. I think a lot of people in that situation, because people get really ragey on the road, mm. really ragey. Oh I, God! I've seen, seen videos of people like getting out of their cars yeah, and having like, to go at people. What like, is what is that? going on? But I think a lot of people in that situation would deliberately slow down, like. Would deliberately slow down to try and piss off. Like if if you just just, just be like you're pissing me off, so fuck off. Yeah, you're pissing me off, so I'm going to piss you off. So I'm going to slow down to try and block you. Yeah, ah. maybe he was expecting me to do that. I don't know. But because, what would he gain from that? Well, maybe it's easier to overtake someone doing 35 than it is someone doing 50. Let's if be you're honest. 50. Let's be honest. That road, you could. I'm not condoning this behaviour, but you could easily overtake at. 65 miles an hour you, you, safely as hell there, there were at least two spots where you could overtake with a I reckon yeah a five mile an hour speed deficit yeah easy speed delta could could get the job done fairly safely yeah 10 mile an hour not a problem at all easy piece. and if I'm doing 50 do 60 break, do 60 break the speed limit by 10 miles an hour no yeah. one's around no one gives a shit it's a straight bit of road it's nice and wide mm. there's hardly any potholes just mm. fucking get the job done stop yeah. being a little bitch I don't care if you fly past me at 60 or 100 just get past yeah just get it done it's not my prerogative how fast you're going I let's care. do it I don't care yeah let's do it <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm, a, I'm in total agreement with you there it's annoying as hell but it baffles me the amount of people that do it because I often think are they doing this because they're not aware that they and I've been in cars with people as a passenger, where they drive so flipping close <coughs> to the yeah. car in front, and you're just like, I know a few people. I, I, I know a few people that when, whenever I go in the car, I'm constantly hitting the imaginary brakes. Yeah, me too. And I'm a nervous passenger as it is. Yeah, so. And uh, I often think like, we're close to that person. If they slam their brake. We're fucking in the back of them. Yeah, and also again, and then and then sorry, they, they, I've said to them. By the way, you realise you're quite close to that person, and they go. Oh, so we always drive, mate. I've never had an accident. I'm just like, oh god, <laughs> that doesn't make it any better. Anyway, and also, if you if you do do that because you're in a hurry, it makes it more difficult to overtake. Yeah. So you, you're you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. You can't do the slingshot. You can't do the slingshot exactly. <laughs> can't do the slingshot, Ben. My favourite manoeuvre. You can't shake and make it. <laughs> no, you can't shake and bake. <laughs> shake and bake, baby. No, you can't do it. <coughs> It's, it's odd. It's odd why people do it, but people do do it, and it's really annoying. Yeah. There we go. Ran tally. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's, de- let's de- exit Ran tally. Yeah, let's exit Ran tally. Now, that was actually a slightly more chilled Ran tally than I was expecting. Slightly, but I think when you listen back to it, you'll see that, you know, you're getting pretty animated. Okay, cool. That's good. That's good. What's Ran tally's there for, man? I've got a few Ran tallies left. We're not going to do any of them today. We'll, we'll save them for it. We'll park them. We'll park them. We'll leave them in Ran Alley, and we'll exit Ran Alley, and we'll come back next week. Yeah, I love that. All right. So I think we're, I think we're, have you got anything else you want to say? No. Cool. Thanks for episode eight. Yeah. Is it eight? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we went through that, didn't we? Yeah, at the start, yeah. <laughs> We've covered that ground. Yeah, so thanks everybody for listening. And like we always say, uh, like, comment, engage with us. Please engage, yes. We yeah. really do appreciate it and enjoy talking to you a lot. Like yeah. it's uh, something we, 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 you know, we enjoy doing this, but we also enjoy 
engaging <laughs> within reason I mean if you tell us that we're a bunch of fucking idiots then we might not enjoy that that much I oh, definitely won't enjoy that but <laughs> I guarantee that no one's listened to this anyway <laughs> and if you are comment below you're a pair of fucking idiots yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you might win a prize yeah, you won't win a prize nah, you won't. we don't cool. do prizes on the show so yeah next week episode 9 yep we'll, we'll see what subject we got we haven't even thought about it yet have we no, but uh, like we always say at the end of the episodes, if you do have any things you want us to touch on during the podcast, yeah. we're open to your suggestions. Comment us or send us a message or whatever else. Yeah. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on uh, YouTube, obviously. Yeah. Apple, Spotify, yeah. Google. All... Do, do you know what we could start doing? What? Getting... What? I thought I was going to say something outrageous. <laughs> no, don't, don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of know what you're going to say, but... Well, we could... Maybe it was probably a conversation off air, but what I was thinking is people could send us pictures of their cars and we could rate them. Yeah, I love that. That's a great shout. Yeah, rate my car. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, got any pictures of your car? Send them in. Send them in. We'll we'll put it on the screen and we'll we'll rate we'll, it. We'll, we'll, rate it or slate it. That could be the oh, feature. Amazing. Rate or slate. Yeah, and then we'll make another thing too for that. Rate or slate. Rate or slate. Ooh, what are you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll see you on the next one. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. <laughs> Ooh, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? Right, what's late? Right, what's late?